Game plan away. How do you how do you slow Drew Brees? And, and if you look at the numbers, he's always been historically good against the Blitz. Um, you know, I think you got to mix it up. Um, you have to tackle well. There's some things that you, you can't defend every single pass. If you do, you're going to give up, you know, too many plays down the field. Um, and I think there's some that you just have to tackle. There's others that you have to pick and choose your times to be aggressive. I don't know that this is a game that you can um, you can just stick with one thing and, and stay with it over the course of the game. He's seen just about everything known to mankind. He has good playmakers at all the different positions. Um, you know, so you know, there's, there's picking and choosing times. There's sometimes where you've got to play zone. Sometimes you got to play man. Um, bottom line is you got to defend. You got to tackle. You got to keep the mistakes down. Jim, last four games, you've held opposing running backs to under 2.5 yards per carry. What's been the difference there compared to the rest of the year? Um, well, I think that you know when you talk about run defense, pe- people generally talk about the front seven. And, you know, their ability. But it, it, it's layered well beyond that. Um, you know, it is it is the front seven. It's every man knowing their job. It's finishing tackling. Um, you know, one guy missing a tackle can make a whole scheme look bad, can make ten other players look bad. Um, most of tackling, like I've said before, has to do with positioning and knowing where your, um, where your teammates are, where you fit in the scheme. And I think over the – sort of the second half of the season, I'd say, um, the guys have settled into that. And I think we're, you're, seeing, uh, you're seeing those guys knowing where, um, you know, where they are. And it, um, it's resulted in better tackling. Our secondary has tackled better. Um, you know, our front seven, we've always relied on those guys. But um, everybody knowing their role within it, you know, that, that's, uh, that's something that's developed over the last half of the season. You spoke last week about how much of a threat Cullen was on, on defense. What did you guys do to bottom him up? Well, most of that credit goes to uh, Nigel Bradham and Malcolm Jenkins. You know, they, they had a huge hand in that. And I can't say enough about how those guys played because, uh, you know, even the, the one play that he went down the field, that was neither of those guys' um, coverage. Um, but it's not. It wasn't just stopping the pass. It was stopping the run. Some of the pass we were treating him like he was a wide receiver, and that went to um, Cravon. And uh, and Cravon's another one of those guys that you know has really stepped up for us. I don't know. I, I said before. I don't know where we'd be without Avante. Um, I don't know where we'd be without Cray. Um, you know, our scouts um, sort of midway through the season. Um, Joe Douglas came to me and said. You know, hey, look, there's this guy that just became available, and our scouts got some good feel for him. You know, and, and, and guys like Howie and Joe, you know, they're, they're sort of up front, and you guys get a lot of those. But some of those guys that work in those back rooms, you know, with, without a light, uh, without a window and stuff like that, and they're pouring over, uh, they're pouring over all these, um, you know, guys that get cut or go somewhere else. Well, that was, you know, that, that, that might have been the key to our season, um, you know, putting a waiver claim in. On, um, on, I'd, I'd never heard of Craven LeBlanc before, and they and they brought him and said, "Hey, we're thinking about claiming this guy." And um, it was right before Saints game last time we were able to click him in. But he had his times also. It wasn't all just Nigel, and um, it wasn't all just Nigel and Malcolm. Um, Cray had a, a big part of it, and it was a it was a team effort to try to keep him down. We knew how dangerous he was. You could see that on the last kickoff. That's a guy that you give him a quarter of an inch, or one guy 
misses a tackle and he can make you pay. And I was I was proud of the guys the way they the way they um, played against him. When Owen Lewis played on, uh, I guess on tape before he got here, or as you guys were signing him, what did you see? And then was that what you got on the field when he got here? Yeah, honestly, I didn't look very much. Um, you know, those 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 guys did all the heavy lifting on that. Um, you know, and we had played against him last year. Um, my my exposure was only watching our game against Chicago last year and watching them against guys like Alshon. And if you remember, he um, they were down significantly in that game. And I think I think it was Alshon that called a ball. Maybe it was Nelly, and he went hustling down and caused a fumble around the goal line. You know, when, when the game was sort of out of hand and everything, and you could tell what a competitor he was. But you know, honestly, coaches really had very little to do with that. That was our scouting staff, and um, and. You know, particularly, particularly some of those pro scouts that you know aren't guys that are up on podiums a lot of times, and um, you know it was, it was we, we we owe a lot of our season to that. In a situation like that, when he got here, when Craig got here, how long did it take till you saw you know a practice or, or a game that you had something you could really work with? Yeah, I mean, we, we, it take it doesn't take long to be around that guy to know that he's competitive and he's tough. Um, you know, it took a little bit. He's he was. He wasn't a rookie, so a lot of times um, with those guys, it's just a matter of getting his terminology up to date and things like that. Um, you know, so it it um, you know it was sort of by necessity he needed to get up to speed quickly. But he was up for the test. He's played some outside corner for us too. You know, I don't know that we win that Giants game if he can't step in and play outside corner, which was a position that he had hardly ever played and he had not practiced for us, but. Um, competitiveness, competitiveness, and toughness go a long way, and uh, he brings he brings both of those. As bad as that first game against the Saints was, I mean, obviously you guys had a ton of injuries, like even during the game and everything. Like, what can you kind of take out of that kind of to help you in, in this game coming up? You know, I think there's a lot. I think that um, going forward, um, you know, when it's all said and done, um, we can we can pull some positives from it. Um, we can pull some. We can pull. There were there were some good plays in there that were hard to find, but there were some good plays that our guys can gain a little bit of confidence in. Hey, we can, we can get this done. Um, it also shows you how, you know, one play here and there, the tide can turn really quickly in this league and and provide that urgency. You know, when it's all said and done, um, neither team's going to start this game with a lead. Neither team's going to start with an advantage because of something that happened. Man, it seems like an, it seems like another season ago, at least at least to us. Um, but you know, each game's going to start out uh, new, and uh, we're going to play we're going to play good for 60 minutes in this game. Not make up for anything that happened eight weeks ago, and not um, you know not get down about anything that opened that that happened. Eight, was it been eight weeks? I don't even seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Seven in games. That, eight weeks. Whatever it is. In that game, which one? The Saints, the first Saints game. Really? I think it was your highest percentage of, of blitzes. Yeah. Uh, what went into that, and was it exacerbated by the uh, the injuries and the script of the game? Yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't know who comes up with those stats. I don't know that I would um, that I would say that all those were. I don't know that that would be 100 percent accurate. We've had some other games. I think that our blitz percentage has been higher. Um, yeah, Jaguars in particular. That was that was a, a heavy dose. Every game's different. Um, every game comes off a little bit different. Like this last game against Chicago, there was a um, one short yardage play that we blitzed until the last three plays of the game, just trying to keep it to be a long field goal. 
the rest of that game, there were zero blitzes. And um, I mean, there was the one yeah, short yeah. yardage. So anyway, so every game's a little bit, every game's a little bit different. Um, every game will play out a little bit different. Again, what we did, what happened in that game is really is really going to have no bearing on how we play in this one and how they play in this one. It's going to be determined by the players that are on the field now, um, how well we execute, how well we tackle, how well um, you know we adjust to what they're doing. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, there November 18th, was there any thought in your mind that you could be back there playing them again, or was that the farthest thought from your mind? I don't know if it's the farthest uh, thought from your mind. I mean, you know, when you're in the moment like that, um, you're just worried about, like, the next game and trying to bounce back for the next game and trying to say, okay, this is what we're, this is what we're faced with. This is, um, you know, these are the injuries we have. This is the next opponent. Um, this is what we need to do to win this next game. I don't think you ever look that far ahead. But I will say this. If you do a good job of staying in the moment and saying, okay, who's our next opponent? Um, you know, what do we, how can we execute against them? What do we have to do this week? And we can go put a, a, put a, a winning performance together. If you do that for long enough, then you end up back in that position. And that's, you know, that's where we, we are. And, I think one of the biggest things is just such a credit to the players. It's it's tough. I mean, it's a tough business. And, um, you know, when, when you get beat the way we did, it's easy to play in the negativity. It's easy to get down. But our guys got more determined, I think, and our guys stayed positive, and we were able to, um, you know, have some good results and, and make it back here um, or make it back there. So, um, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, Timmy. Timmy meant an awful lot to us last year, and you know he's been obviously missed most of the season. But getting him back, you know, first there's a component of him as a player, and he's a good player. And um, second component is he's healthier, so I think that goes in. And then the third is um, something you really can't put your finger on. He means something to our spirit. He's uh, he's a guy that um, has a little bit contagious energy. Um, you know, you just see him out on the field. He brings he brings a confidence. He brings a toughness. Uh, he's made some big plays for us. Yeah, how persuasive can Malcolm be when he's trying to convey what he wants to do? Um, I think when he spoke about when you first got here, you had feelings about how you, know, you like to use your safeties, and, and he had been playing a previous way in the previous scheme. How can he? Um, how can he be uh, forthright in that way? Um. I don't know, Malcolm. Malcolm has always been really good at trying to execute whatever we've tried to play to the best of his ability. Um, he's never been stubborn about, you know, playing a certain way, playing here. I mean, he can play just about every single position. Um, he also has a lot of experience, and um, he's a good barometer of where, we're, where we are in the field. One of the reasons I like to call defenses from the sideline and not up in the box is, I don't like the isolation of the box. I like looking guys in the eye. And there's a lot of times when you say, hey, can you get a guy covered? And a guy, and, and a guy can say yes, but you just feel like, okay, he, he needs a little bit of help or, um, you know, vice versa. Um, and Malcolm is really good at that. He's a, he's a great guy to, um, to, get a, to get a feel for how things are going. Um, he can feel not just himself but the rest of the team, and it makes it easy to make adjustments when you're getting that kind of information. I think that's probably well, – is that, is that, is that where you're going? The Giants game, for instance, 
Parsons so two years ago when you, you know just decided to go with an extra defender. I think he said he suggested that. There was a game earlier this year. I think he felt like something needed to change, and he suggested that. I'm just wondering if, if it's if that's yeah, uh, maybe persuasive is not the word, but yeah, I'm I'm always open. <laughs> I'm always open to suggestions. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the big thing is just mutual respect that goes back. I mean, he's he's not a rookie. He's been through a lot of things. He knows the defense from A to Z. He knows not just his position, but he knows the other positions. And, and again, having feedback from guys that are on the field that, um, you know, it's, sometimes it's different when you're on the sideline. Sometimes it's different when you're in the booth. You don't really, you know, get a feel. And I think the one thing you're referring to this year is um, against, I think it was the Giants, when, um, you know, the, the guys were just a little bit behind all the calls and just said, you know, hey, look, um, we, just need, we just need it quicker, not meaning the call quicker, but we just need to be able to communicate quicker so we eliminated some things and eliminated some layers of the defense. That's great information, and um, we have a lot of respect for his ability to give us that information, and it's had a lot to do with putting some fires out over the course of the year. That was just that the rock started rolling downhill on y'all early, and turning that thing around was just probably not going to happen that day. And how does that play into? Obviously, you always want to start well, but that's an obvious point. But how does that play into how you're thinking about this game this time? Yeah, you know, every game you can point to like a bunch of really small turning points. You know, again, take us back the the Chicago game. You know, like every, everybody thinks about that game is going to think about that missed field goal. And, and I, I will say this as a competitor, and I, I don't know Cody really well, but he was here for just a couple months uh, when I first came here. Um, one, one regret I have in that game is, is I was so busy, like, being excited and celebrating the win. I never got a chance to go um, tell him how much I respect him and, and how much I respect that you live in that kind of fishbowl. Um, you know, and, it, and again, I'm – Super happy that we won and 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 everything else. But any, I don't think there's a competitor out there that doesn't know what that's like. You know, I, I've been the victim of of one that ricocheted off one, ricocheted off the other. It wasn't the crossbar and went in. You know, and you realize like how how much of a game of inches that is. And um, you know, everybody on that field, whether it was Nigel Bradham, I mean, he made a he made a mistake on a third down and eleven play, got too wide in his own coverage. They got a first down, were able to keep their their drive alive. Whether it was a dropped interception, whether it was, you know, Fletch, um, you know, probably had a play here or there. Um, you know, that kid has one play that's on display for everybody, and he misses it by inches. Um, that's the pressure those guys live through. It's pressure that that all our players go through, but more so more so for those guys. Anyway. Um, how did I get on that soapbox? Oh, yeah, no, what, what I'm saying is there are, you know, everybody everybody recognizes the play at the end, but there's probably a dozen plays in there that you say, wow, if this play had gone different, man, maybe it wouldn't have rolled downhill. Maybe if we made that interception or we had made that sack or we didn't get this penalty or we hadn't missed this tackle, um, you know, maybe that play's different. We got that third down stop if our offense had scored. So we, we all we all live in that world as players and, and coaches. We understand how close the margins are and things like that. And it's not just the plays at the end that mean something, it's the plays within. And I think there's a lot that we can um, we can learn and a lot that we can, you know, 
um, also gained confidence from from that first game. You used a lot of dime with the uh, three safeties against the Bears. Just what do you like about that personnel grouping? What, what does it give you guys? Well, you, you, first you need a flexible guy like Malcolm that can play linebacker slash safety slash nickel. That goes a lot into it, and it just helps to be able to match up different personnels. Um, you know, we use not just not just dime, but we use, like you said, a three safety nickel at times. Um, we use base personnel. We used about every different personnel you could imagine, all of them with a little different thought in mind and all of them with a little different personnel matchups in mind. You need multidimensional players, and I think that, you know, you can probably start with a guy like Malcolm. Corey Graham means a lot to us there, too. You mentioned the field goal. How much has Hester given you as part of the, the rotation yeah, it just shows you, again, the, those little tiny things, you know, the, the fingertip can make all the difference between this being an end-of-the-season wrap-up and uh, continuing to play. Um, but, you know, Trey's come up big for us. That was another another pickup by our, our scouts. Um, you know, he was on he was on practice squad. We had a lot of injuries. You know, the one thing, with all the – with all the notice of our um, our secondary and where they were injury wise, we were in a tough spot defensive tackle wise for a while too. But um, you know, Haloti getting healthy, getting Timmy back, like we just mentioned, um, getting addition or getting uh, contributions from a guy like Trey um, didn't play a ton in this game. I think he played about a dozen snaps, but he was out there and got his hand up and did what he was uh, supposed to do at the right time, and um, we were able to get the win. Thanks, guys. Mike's coming. Well, there in a playoff game. New Orleans, yeah. Yeah. What is it about that? What are the elements of that building that make it and, and Breeze that make it so difficult? Well, yeah, you can probably start with Breeze. All, all, all places are tough to play. I mean, it's it's playoff time. Not only do the players know what time it is, do the fans know what time it is. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know there's you know every every place is going to be difficult to play, but. Also has a lot to do with the quarterbacks that you're playing. We got a lot of respect for him. We're going to play our very best. All right. Did you just say you're doing that in the season wrap up. 